I am Eden. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Roadside, Roadside Horror, Horror Show. We are doing a refuel. I almost decided to say what state we're in, and we're not in a state. So <laughs> apparently in I'm a in a state, though. You are in a state, my friend. <laughs> so Eden, before we get started, I have to tell you about this experience I had today. Alrighty, please do tell me. So you know how my wife and I have been, you know, house hunting for a while now. We haven't quite found the right home for us. Yes. Well, we saw one that looked perfect. This beautiful, like, colonial, white colonial on the outside in the area where we want to buy a house. Um, was it in um, in New York by any chance in Staten Island? No, it wasn't. It was it was local to to, to Pennsylvania. And it was in our price range, so we went to the open house today. And I feel like I was walking into a horror movie. Like, I felt like the house was straight out of something from, like, The Conjuring or... Because I was thinking of Amityville. Amityville, yes, very much. I thought about Amityville as I was walking into the white house. Dutch colonial. Yes. I was like, oh, it's so pretty on the outside. You get inside and everything smells a little funky and like cigarettes and all the wallpaper's kind of peeling and the floors are kind of like not the best shape. And I'm like, oh, oh. my God, someone's well, definitely murdered here in this house. There was a house that I wanted to buy because it was a really nice house. Um, and it was like a, a, a single home instead of being like a twin. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I love the house. It had like the stained glass window and all this really cool shit. It had uh, an acre of land. Oh, wow. And it was just, it was great. It was perfect. It was right by the library. It was so nice. But like the floor on the inside, you can tell there was major water damage. And then it just went off the internet after a while. And then I drove by it because it was real close to my parents' house. It was like a block and a half away. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were like tearing everything out and gutting the place and redoing everything. There was a big dumpster outside, and oh, like someone bought it to flip something it or something like that. Yeah. So that's totally what needs to happen to this house that that we looked at today. But here's the spookiest part. And while like we started to have the conversation of like, oh, how much money would we have to put into it? It's a great plot of land, it's a great location. And we get to the master bedroom, and there's like a built-in wall closet, and it looks like something out of like you, the room that your grandma's spirit lives oh. in. How do you know where my grandma's spirit lives? I thought I kept that pretty close to the vest, but I guess because the drapery looks very oh, grandma. Gotcha. So I open it, and my wife is just like, "What? So what's in the demon closet?" And you know what was in there? A demon. A holy Bible, like an old ass Bible. I'm like, "Nope, nope. This is not the house for us. We gotta go, girl. Get. We gotta go." Bound with human skin, probably. <laughs> Gross. Right? Uh, so that was my morning, and I feel like again that, that we dodged. Yeah, a bullet. yeah. I would not <laughs> no douse that shit with holy water. Get all the sage you can. You know, just burn it to the ground. Never mind. Just burn it to the ground. Just burn it down. I mean, you know, it's probably over at Indian burial ground. I mean, what could go <laughs> exactly. wrong? Nothing. Nothing Ooh. at all. But now, now that I've digressed and gone wildly off topic about my own close encounter with the haunted house, uh, <laughs> what's our topic for our review? Well, today? I will discuss that after we tell the listeners what we'll be doing next weekend, is it? Oh, yeah. Next weekend, I almost forgot, which is like ridiculous because I have such a non-social schedule with COVID. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, so next weekend, we're doing Detectives Day. Which should be a lot of fun. 
And essentially, you get to roam around. Well, we're going to do it in, in one of our local cities. And you get to roam around the, the, the downtown area of the city trying to solve a murder. Or I guess catch a murderer. Or multiple murders might happen. I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Jack the Ripper theme thing, I think it was. Oh, a little Ripper yeah. action. So it should be really interesting. Um, I, I, I'm going to love flexing my uh, detective skills. I know you finally get to like apply all of those SUV I skills. Do. I hope there's special victims for you to meet and encounter. <laughs> I don't think I'll be as good with them as Mariska is, but I'll try. Eden, don't sell yourself short. That's true. You might not be Mariska, but gosh darn it, you're definitely a stabler. Yes, I fly off the handle all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of going a little nutty, today's topic is celebrity conspiracy theories. You know what? This is like so perfect. I just watched the Britney Spears documentary. Oh, God. Which isn't really a conspiracy theory per se, but kind of started out that way where it's like the whole free Britney thing. Yeah. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it, but I know like about like uh, the the weird videos that she was making. And it was like, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt like in the next video. And she did. Well, yeah, it's super sad. And like, I I encourage you to check it out because it's all about how... You know, she basically stuck in that conservatorship thing. Yeah, and how she got there, and it's like the idea that this she was just under so much media scrutiny, and it is kind of crazy when you think about it. like Britney was everywhere back in the, like the late nineties, early two thousands. So yeah, I get it, girl, but it's nuts because I never knew exactly how the conservatorship kind of legal device works, and it does take away all of your independence, and there's not a whole heck of a lot you can do to get out of a conservatorship when you're no. In yeah, because like I researched all of that too when I was uh, because of the free Britney thing. I'm like, what is going on with Britney Spears? Let's mm-hmm, check this out. Mm-hmm. And I feel really horrible for her. And it sucks because like we're around the same age, so it's like this could be me, you know? Yes, very much so. I think that's 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 the uh, thing that's striking a lot of millennials of like that could be me. We got a free Britney, y'all. So it's top of mind thinking about celebrity. And like that did start off as a conspiracy theory, remember? Because that, th- like that thing, like Britney, wear yellow if you're in trouble, and everyone yeah. thought about it. And it's like, no, that's like a thing because that's the only media that she has access to. That's so completely coming from her. Ugh. Anyway, again, I digress, but I think it's perfect. I'm so ready for this. Well, because you said that, I'm going to skip around a little bit because mm. one of my conspiracy theories involves Britney Spears. Ooh, it's Britney, I'm- bitch. It's all these are so fucking ridiculous and I love them. There's only like one that I agree with. Okay. So it's not this one. That's a hint for you listeners out there. Brittany's meltdowns that she was having back in like 07 or whenever that when she shaved Mm -hmm. her head and all the other stuff. Those were all orchestrated by the Bush administration. Because apparently they all, like, whenever Bush would fuck up, all of a sudden Britney would do something crazy, and she'd be in the media instead, so it was like a distraction thing, is what it's supposed to be. Okay, I mean, that, the media does kind of pick up on things as, like, distractions, but I think it's more the fact that- Absolutely. It's much more entertaining, you can get more viewers by showing something that a celebrity's doing that's wacky that lets you judge the shit out of that celebrity versus the more dry 
background that you have for a politician making a faux pas at some, you know, world trade summit that you don't quite understand. So exactly. So like, I don't think that it was, you know, orchestrated by the Bush administration, but it's kind of half true because the the media, like you said, does do that a lot where it's like, okay, let's find something to distract people. Yeah. Let's find something that's and, new and hot and going to make people want to watch our evening news. Exactly. And it's a normal government tactic in general. It's not that they orchestrate it, but they're like, let's draw attention away from ourselves by having everyone concentrate on this instead. Yeah. The spin doctors of the world, you know, all that good stuff. Yes. Do you remember when George Bush the first like puked on the, was it the the prime minister of Japan at a state dinner? Oh, God. (laughs) Well, do you remember when W choked on that pretzel? No, I don't. Yeah, I think he was like, was he giving a speech? I don't remember, but he was like doing something and he like was choking on like this fucking pretzel. Uh, Secret Service was on slacking on the job that day. Exactly. So now we'll move past it's Britney, bitch. (laughs) And go to uh, one that I'm sure a lot of people know about. That Paul McCartney's actually dead and the one pretending to be Paul is just a lookalike. Mm, that's like a that's like a classic like celebrity conspiracy. Yeah, people believe that Paul died on November of 1966, uh, and instead of telling people, they held this Paul lookalike contest, and the winner of that contest is actually the Paul that we know today. Uh, they say that this guy's real name is either Billy Shears or William Campbell, and the Beatles have placed little hints in their lyrics and album covers. Wait, wait. So like. Yeah. So the theory is that he died before they even released like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band. Mm-hmm. But that was like Paul's album. Like he thought of the concept for it. Like, <laughs> well, Billy Shears or William Campbell did. <gasps> <laughs> Damn it, Billy! He got way more talented after he died. That's um, startling. He really. That's really <laughs> that different. Like, is it? Is maybe it's like a metaphor? Like his pop soul died because that's when he started writing different types of music, and maybe that's what that's- Billy is true it's like a ziggy stardust Um, thing right maybe like they have this one song called glass onion Mm -hmm. and the lyrics say here's another clue for you all the walrus is paul or some such nonsense uh but i mean like how many drugs were they on come on so did this was this like a conspiracy theory that kind of popped up while the beatles were still together or is it like a way later thing i'm not sure I don't know where it originated. Um, I did read a book on it, though. Uh, my friend Christy uh, let me borrow a book on it like a long time ago, and it had like all this stuff. One of the things that said in there was that Paul was a lefty while the other one is right-handed and like a bunch of other weird nonsense. There's also supposed to be a clue on the cover of Abbey Road because Paul is out of step with the rest of the members. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes so sounds. That really makes weird sense. one. Because that's what, like, um, that's like kind of like after they released Abbey Road. That's when he there. There was like that other rumor he was killed in like a car accident. Yeah, I only know that because it was like supposedly on my birth my birthday, and like I'm always like, oh, pops up. <laughs> yeah, because that was yeah. It's so weird. Hmm. Um, I I don't get it, but you know. And that's definitely not the weirdest one I have for you today, because my next one is my personal favorite, because this is just off the charts stupid. I do want to say one thing before we wrap up the Beatles thing. Oh, yeah. Go Um, ahead. I do kind of think the Beatles knew about it. And I think they were messing with people, because that seems like a very, like, Beatles irreverent thing to do, right? 
like the whole like if you listen to what is it like strawberry fields or something backwards it says paul is dead i'm like yeah that was one of the things too i feel like they did that on purpose <laughs> i yeah i could see that too it's like oh this rumor's dumb let's fuck with people right right just remember guys the walrus is paul <laughs> so my personal favorite there's a fucking conspiracy theory that Katy Perry is actually JonBenet Ramsey. What? JonBenet Ramsey never died, and she is now Katy Perry. It makes no fucking sense, but that's what people are saying. I've looked at pictures. They don't even look alike. Their <laughs> birthdays, like they're born completely different years. None of it makes any sense, and it is just batshit crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, I couldn't find anything to lead me to believe, I'd like, or not even believe, but just be like, all right, well, maybe because of this, you know, just like devil's advocate kind of thing. I can't even play devil's advocate. <laughs> You're like, there is no devil's advocate. It's just ridiculous and dumb. No, there is no fucking rhyme or reason to it. I wonder how this one started. Like, it seems kind of out of left field for that those two to be tied together. Or that, I don't know if yeah. that's just me. Like, I know Katy Perry doesn't use her birth name because, well, her birth name's Kate Hudson, so. That's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing it's, for people. It's taken already. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing about, um, well, I mean, she's a singer and Kate Hudson's an actress, but uh, like for actors and stuff like that, why so many of them have three names is because um, a lot of times someone with their name is already registered at, at the Screen Actors Guild and there can't be two with the same name. Yeah, that's like Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller was initially just Sarah Geller, but there's apparently an actress registered with SAG that her name is Sarah Geller. So she had to be Sarah Michelle Geller instead. There's somebody else who's pretty prominent. I want to say it's one of the Michael, it's Michael Keaton. Um, Michael Keaton, his real name is Michael Douglas. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) So when he uh, registered with SAG, he needed to take a new name because there's already a Michael Douglas, which I think is just amazing um, that that was, you know, his choice. He's like, you know, I'm going to go with Keaton. That sounds good. Going extremely off. Well, I think he did it because he was a fan of Buster Keaton. Yes. Yeah, some uh, some sources say it was either that he is a big fan of Buster Keaton, which I totally see, or yeah. as in like a homage to the beautiful Diane Keaton, who was like really popular when he was first starting out acting. Oh, that's true. Um, so to go completely off topic here, uh, you remember Dead Like Me, right? I love Dead Like Me. Um, remember Daisy, Daisy Adair. Yes. <laughs> well, there was an episode where she had to reap somebody at like a cosmetic surgery place. And she went in there asking for her insurance. And since she's an actress, she was like, I have SAG. And they're like, oh, we can help you with that here. <laughs> like We get SAG all the time. That's so funny. Moving on to number three, which is now number four, since I went out of order. Solange Knowles, which first of all, what the hell kind of name is Solange, is Beyonce's kid that she had when she was 12 and not her sister. Right. I mean, this is a very basic kind of conspiracy theory where people say that like they're the public eye that instead of having a daughter, they'll have a sibling, you know? Yeah. 
that's I've seen it on an episode of True Calling before too. <laughs> I feel like that's like a classic. Like I just literally think of like soap dish, even though it's not quite the same scenario, oh, yeah. but it's it's that like I I'm not your mother. It was my dead twin sister, and you were raised by your grandma, who you called mom. Exactly. It's like mm. Well, I told you in, in my um my family there was something like that, right? Yes. But where someone got like I think they were just drunk or just old. And they're like, oh, she's not your aunt. She's your sister. Oh, my goodness. And just let the beans slip. Whoopsie. Yeah. I don't believe this one either. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, it just it seems like that seems like something that's really very based on awful racial stereotypes like that's what it reads like to me it's like okay so that's what you're gonna say to attack this very successful woman who happens to be black you're gonna be like oh she was a teen a preteen mom even like that's just messed up and i think it just fuels from this incredible incredible jealousy over her success and the fact that she's so accomplished and also such a perfectionist i think is the other thing that drives people nuts about beyonce is that she's just so fucking perfect but yeah, I I don't I don't believe that one one bit. Also, too side note, Solange is actually pretty delightful. Like her uh, last album is fantastic. I only remember hearing one song by her ever. It's really good. So I have no idea. I just like I said, I don't I don't know where that her family comes up with names. Well, I guess I don't know about Beyonce. I know Solange is like a fr- like a medieval French name because, like, in lit- I can hear the French. Yeah, in literature class, there's like a like a saint or a poem about a saint we had to read, and like she was a shepherdess named Solange, and I'm like, okay, okay. It just sounds like I don't know fancy food to me for some reason. <laughs> it does like a fancy summer sausage or something. Exactly, and then Beyonce again sounds French. It does. It does. I mean, they had that Kimmy Schmidt thing where Titus was like at a french restaurant and someone like gave him food and he's like beyonce (laughs) he's the best part of that show i'm sorry i'm sorry jane krakowski is the best part oh but jane krakowski was the best part of 30 rock i know that's 100 percent true all that weird shit that she said i quoted her on this podcast before (laughs) if you can't stand the heat get off of mickey Rourke's sex grill That was in our Burning Bed episode. Oh, that was a good one. I like that one, too. Okay, so this next one is the one that I believe. Okay, so the deaths of Kurt Cobain and Marilyn Monroe. So let's start with Marilyn. Uh, supposedly, they say that the CIA and her doctor killed her with uh, the enema of chloral hydrate. Because mm-hmm. she was fucking things up for Kennedy. Like, it's, I don't believe that she committed suicide. Like, she was naked when she died. Normally, that does, when you commit suicide, you're not normally naked, unless you do it in the bathtub. But it just doesn't add up. And I actually listened to, like, a podcast on it, too. I forget a lot of it, but it it makes a lot of sense that she was killed and not, she did not commit suicide. Hmm. Then we have the death of, Bob Marley, let's go on to that one next, because Kurt, I can talk about for hours. So Bob Marley was apparently killed by the CIA because he wanted people to not worry and be happy, I guess. I don't know. But it said he was killed by the CIA. I don't know. I didn't find a lot of information on that one. I'm pretty sure Bob Marley died of like a of like a of cancer. 
So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, but the Maryland one, definitely, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't suicide for Maryland. But Bob Marley, I don't know. I, I mean, I, the Bob Marley thing is kind of weird, but I think it kind of plays to these like very like real things that the government did um, to prominent, culturally prominent African Americans and just black people in general during like the 60s and 70s with just paranoia about groups like the Black Panthers and yeah. anyone who was black and advocating for positive political change. Um, but Bob Marley, like he, he had like melanoma, like that's how he died. And it's kind of crazy how quickly it spread, but I guess it was just like, like they found like melanoma, like on his, I think it's like his toe or something. And when they, we went in for treatment, they discovered that he had like already had a, like an existing, like acute, like type of skin cancer as well. He just didn't know it yet, but yeah, like he had an awful, awful time towards the end of his life because of, of the, how quickly his cancer spread. So, I mean, you that could, sucks. yeah, that you could, that's a, just an awful tragic death for anybody. And I guess you could argue like maybe he was exposed to toxins by the U S government, but he wasn't somebody who was necessarily like, he was very popular, but he was a musician. And I just feel like sometimes even the most talented, wonderful people can end up with just, you know, a bad roll of the dice. Yeah. True. And the one that I said I could talk for hours about, Kurt Cobain, there's so much evidence suggesting that he did not commit suicide. It is fucking ridiculous. I read an entire book about it. I did a project on it my senior year for a research paper. Kurt Cobain. Okay. Courtney fucking killed him. Really? Okay. Tell me more. I don't care what anyone says. Courtney fucking (laughs) killed him or she hired a hitman. Even if she didn't do it by her own hand, she fucking killed him because that night that he died. He was on three times the lethal dose of heroin. So who knows? He may have died that night anyway from an overdose, but he was a habitual heroin user. So therefore he built up a tolerance to it. So it very well may have not killed him taking that much, but you'd still be heroin's a super fucking strong drug. Mm-hmm. Morphine becomes like heroin in the system. Like it's yeah. Same thing as morphine pretty much. Uh, so you are just flying high as a kite. You can't really move that much. You're very much just out of it. Um, so to be able to pick up a shotgun and blow your head off, it's very difficult for me to believe. Also, the shotgun, he would have had to pull the trigger with his toes. Mm-hmm. His shoes were on. How are you pulling the trigger with your toes? <sighs> also, okay. the gun, the gun did not have any prints on it. How are you wiping your prints after you killed yourself? Uh, I mean, that's all, those are all excellent questions, Eden. And this is where I think you and I will diverge on our path through the conspiracy woods. Because I kind of view Kurt Cobain as like a ticking time bomb of a case of a suicide. Just given the fact that he he kind of fits all of those check boxes, if you will, of people who are at in high risk groups for suicide. Like he was a young white male who had a history of not only drug abuse, but also mm, mental health issues. He has a family history of mental health issues. He was a gun owner. He, cause it wasn't just the shotgun he owned. He owned several guns 
And I just feel like he, that's somebody who, if he wasn't Kurt Cobain, you'd be like, oh, yeah, he killed himself. You know what I mean? Like, he has all of these cards stacked in very squarely for me in the suicide column. And then okay. the, the other thing that kind of makes me question the theory, too, is that about especially around Courtney being involved in his suicide is that she already saved him once from an overdose. Okay, that was uh I'm going to talk about that now. Yeah, so like when he so, was at, it was like the Italy they were in Italy, right? Rome. Yeah, Rome. They're in Rome. Uh he OD'd on her pills. Uh when he woke up, he wrote her a big fuck you letter and just like ran away for a little bit. So that was uh like according to like Courtney Love, like that was actually a suicide attempt and when she fe- and that's why he took her pills. Uh, and if, according to Courtney, according to Courtney, but also according to the guys in Nirvana as well. So Chris Novoselic also confirms this. And then the other thing to th- keep in mind too, is like after that, they kind of like, he did run away, but when he came back, like they took him to rehab and it was, I, I agree. It was like, kind of like a shitty thing to do. Did he say no, 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 uh, to go to rehab? Yes. I forget. It's been so long since I read about this, but I feel like it was one of those things where he was- You completely didn't get my joke, did you? Oh, no. (laughs) Amy Winehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's another one. But uh, yeah, like he like escaped from rehab and that's how he killed himself. Like that was like right before he killed himself because he escaped from rehab and no one could find him. And like, I don't know. I just, I feel like- I feel like Courtney probably wasn't involved. And if she was involved, I feel like she wouldn't have taken the very public stance against like suicide and suicide prevention that she did right after his death. So there's a few more things though with that as well. Okay. First of all, Courtney's own father thinks that she did it, which he's a fame whore. So who knows? Um, But her own father wrote a book about how she killed him. And then also there is, the fact of this guy named El Duce, who was a musician, he said when he was uh, working at this record store that Courtney came in and tried to hire him to kill Kurt. And when he told the media about this, he was found dead the next day. <laughs> so that could be coincidence, but it could also be something. There's also the case of Kristen Pfaff, which... Um, Something to lead to believe that Courtney, this isn't the first time she's done this, where Kristen was going to leave Hole. She was their bassist, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it was before the one with the super Dutch name that I can't say. Melissa Aftermue. That's one, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who I thought was kind of hot. I liked her. Yeah, she was super um, hot. So Kristen was going to quit the band because Courtney was like threatening her and Courtney was being a complete asshole. And like Courtney basically said, like, you know, you, you, like in not so many words, I will kill you if you leave this band. So she goes and she had been off heroin for a long time, by the way, at this point, she was going to pack up and leave the city because she didn't want to be in Seattle anymore. She wanted to get out and get away from Courtney. And she had her friend stay the night because she was afraid of what Courtney might do to her. They pack all her shit into a U-Haul, and then she goes and takes a bath. The next morning, her friend who stayed over wakes up and finds her body in the bathtub, and she's dead of a heroin overdose. If you're going to commit suicide, I mean, if I was going to commit suicide at least, I would not pack up all my fucking shit first. Let someone else do that. God damn. 
Well, maybe it wasn't suicide. Maybe it was just an accidental heroin overdose. Like so, but I I don't get it. I so that that's one thing that is also another factor that might be something. I, it's I'm not saying it is something. I hear you. But it might be something. I hear. I just I'm I'm just a firm believer in Occam's razor and the idea that like Courtney Love somehow orchestrated Kurt Cobain's death and the death of previous bandmates and has been an active figure in the public eye and has and has had addiction issues herself and has never slipped up or mentioned it or you know gotten caught true i can see what you're saying there like that would make her like the criminal mastermind you know <laughs> and like well she's a fantastic lady and i would love to read her her memoir someday if she ever manages to write one she's actually very brilliant like she's she is. very smart she's a very smart woman but i don't think she's like mastermind evil mastermind smart if, if you get you know what i mean okay her father would disagree with you <laughs> but well he also gave her lsd when he was six and lost custody so that's true <laughs> yeah no he's a douche and he's not a good dad at all uh but also there's the suicide note issue where everything uh just seems like he's saying that he's going to stop writing you know stop uh making music until the last paragraph which is when it says something about suicide. And a handwriting analyst went over that letter. The handwriting is different in that last paragraph than it is on the rest of it. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a big, big question. But again, I, I go back to like the, if that's true and, and somebody did forge that, I just feel like, what do you gain by killing him? You know, like, well, you lose what the court- ability to make, what Courtney would gain from it specifically is more recognition. She'd be more popular than ever. Hole was not that popular of a band until Kurt Cobain's death. Then Hole became pretty damn popular with her albums Live Through This and um, Celebrity Skin. Yeah, but I feel like that would have been collateral popularity, though, especially, I mean, Nirvana was at the top of their game. I think she would have continued to garner recognition from Kurt. And I think she would have lived in his shadow. Perhaps, but I mean, think of it this way. She's trying to make music happen, and if he's getting ready, he doesn't want to make music anymore, and she's all about pushing forward in her career. That's the perfect scenario for her because they have a they have a toddler together. Like, Why wouldn't you be like, okay, Kurt, if you want to take a break from music, I encourage you. I want you to get clean, and that's something she's on the record as saying and supporting his, his idea to get clean, even though she herself was not clean at the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, she has this toddler that she is taking care of. And I think that's one thing I always think about is like Frances Bean and the Poor fact Frances that she, Bean, I feel so I know. sorry. It was horrible. I for know. Her. And like every time someone tries to sue like the Seattle police department or the coroner's office in Seattle to open up more and release like more details around like Kurt Cobain's suicide, she will step forward and be like, can you, can you just not, can you just let my dad die? Like rest in peace. Yeah. And it's kind of, if that's her mentality about those kind of uh, court proceedings, I-, I feel like if she, there was any inclination that her mother was involved, she would have a much more publicly chilly relationship with her mom. Like, I know she doesn't talk to her. No, she day. has a horribly, like, horrible she- relationship with her mom. Her mom freaks out every time that she hangs out with Dave Grohl. And Dave Grohl's like, dude, she doesn't have a father. I'm like a father figure to her. We're friends we're close. I'm not fucking your daughter. And Courtney's like, no, you're going to do blah, 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 blah. You're- well, I think that's part, that's partially part of Courtney's own history too. And she's just very, you know, 
she had she's had a very interesting and traumatic life as well so. oh yes i mean because she had a shitty upbringing as well like you said her father gave her fucking lsd when she was a little kid yeah so i just feel like while there could be some evidence that not everything is the story that we understand about kurt cobain's suicide i also don't buy into the conspiracy theory that courtney love was his ultimate the architect of his murder one thing i'm going to say and this is not an attack nicole mm-hmm. if this were not court Cobain, if this was someone else and this was a true crime story that i was telling yeah i think you'd find it fishy too i mean i probably would find it fishy but you know you gotta look at both sides that's true i'm just saying as long as i don't have to look at both sides of courtney because i don't want to see her face I was just going through my CDs and like getting rid of them. I'm like, oh, celebrity skin. And I was like, oh, America's sweetheart. Well, the cover of that is definitely a um, artistic uh, interpretation of Courtney Love. Uh, See, I, I love Hole. I love Hole, but I hate Courtney. I cannot stand her. <laughs> That's like loving the Beatles and hating John Lennon. Exactly. It happens. You can do it. <laughs> I love the Smiths and I hate Morrissey. Oh, uh, that's, that's, uh, okay. A hundred percent. I get you now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about someone else I don't particularly care for. Who's that? Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to hit this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Avril Lavigne is actually a clone named Melissa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she was a skater boy or girl, I guess, but then she apparently died or something happened. And they just have this clone of her named Melissa, who uh, there's like so many weird, 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 weird things with this one. And I wish I could remember all of them. Do you remember what some of them were? So it's like there's a bunch of photos that show like her before and after the supposed swap out of her clone. And it's things like, oh, her nose shape looks different. different and yeah. she there's one that was like, oh, she had a mole here and now or she didn't have a mole and now she has a mole. And there's also supposedly like these like <laughs> clues and like deep cuts in her song lyrics that it's like Avril trying to or the, the the fake Avril trying to tell her fans that this is the truth. It was also partially because her music style changed so much as well. Yeah. So like looking at Avril Lavigne's career is kind of interesting. I think because she was a Canadian, she kind of and like, you know, pop punk, really emo. It, it's. She kind of flew under the radar for for certain people like myself because you know I'm not of that not of that ilk. Yeah, but it's interesting if you think about it when she had her first hit with like complicated, uh, which is I actually like that I actually like complicated. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at the time, but now listen to it. I actually kind of like that song. It's not a yeah, bad it's song. A, it's a good pop song. Like Skater Boy's a good pop song. Like they're good pop songs. But she was so young, and then from things that i've like heard and read about she was sort of crafted into this like emo goddess by her record label yeah and like made for like trl and then she got married to the one fellow from like some 41 other canadian bands and then she was diagnosed with with an illness i want to say it was something akin to like lupus like an autoimmune disease And from there, she sort of like had to take time off of her career to deal with that health issue. And that's when Melissa stepped in. Exactly. No. And (laughs) 
But like when she came back to making music, like you said, her music style was different. Like her fans were like, who the hell are you? Yeah. And she had gone from being like this like cute little pixie teenager with like her dad's tie on and heavy eyeliner to a full grown woman. And guess what happens when you grow and mature? Your nose grows and you can develop things on your skin like moles. So she could have just had plastic surgery. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. People age. It's like it's not a. It's it's not a clone. It's a, it's just somebody growing up before your very eyes. <laughs> Melissa, if you're out there, please tell us the truth. You can just admit it. Oh, related to this one, have you heard the weird conspiracy theory about Lord? Well, that's what I'm going to go into. So, oh, okay, because they they're like I think about these a lot, dude. So <laughs> maybe too much. <laughs> the Lord one. I'll skip ahead of that one too. Lord is supposedly 45. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how or why. They just say that she looks older than, like, what was she, like, 18 or something when she started? Well, she dropped, like, what was it, uh, Royals when she she was super young, like, yeah. 16 or 17. Like, she was a teenager, yeah. Yeah, she was a teenager, and she, just because her, like, lyrics were a bit more mature mm-hmm. than that, and because she does look a little bit older sometimes from at different angles and in different lighting, which, I mean, who doesn't, people say that she's really 45. And it's the dumbest thing ever because she is, I can like guarantee you pretty much that she is not 45 Mm -hmm. at all. But yes, Lord is 45. Was that the one that you were talking about? Yeah. Like Lord's 45. And it's like, and then I just laugh because of like the South Park. How like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lord. And it's like Stan Marsh. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. That's so good. But It was literally like him like going in and like making this music and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, and now we change this and do this, and all of a sudden, and we'll never be royals. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But even like, I mean, I I enjoy Lord, but like her music isn't like it's it's like very simple, and it makes yeah. sense that like a teenager could compose this. It's not like it's like this amazingly in depth musical survey it's just you know it's again pop music it's just pop music i don't know if you heard some of her newer stuff but it's pretty good i like it yeah it is good uh she's grown really uh nicely as a musician yeah and like i again someone i didn't care for in the beginning but i actually like now yep yep you know who's the other celebrity that they say all the time was replaced by like a clone or like an android who eminem oh i haven't heard that one i've heard that one a few times of course i've heard that one you know um, but yeah, people say that like at some point, like after Eight Mile, uh, he was in like a car accident or he OD'd and they replaced him with like a like a clone or an android or a lookalike. It's Stan. And, like, some- it's Stan. <laughs> 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 but it's it's so funny because they're like, oh, you can just tell, or it's like sometimes they're like, oh, he the Illuminati invited him. I'm like, really? Oh, That's God. what you're gonna go with. We're gonna mm-hmm. get into them too. But yeah, because it's like the whole thing is like Eminem's face changed, and it's yes, uh, it did. He doesn't look like himself anymore now. But age will do that. Age will exactly. He he lost he lost a bunch of weight. He gained a bunch of weight. He was he was like had addiction issues for a while, and he aged. It's like of course drugs fuck up your face too. So they do. So it's like come on, let's be real. Seen plenty of people in my life who had had really bad drug addictions, and yeah, your face changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now we'll get into the Illuminati since you mentioned them. <laughs> Celebrity Illuminati members. There's like a ton of them. The biggest ones that I can think of are Rihanna and um, Beyonce. 
Really? They're letting women into Illuminati these days. Apparently, Beyonce is supposed to be the queen of the Illuminati. Wow, she really is a hard worker. She is. She's got so much going on. She has her acting. She has her singing. She's got her Illuminati duties. She's, I think she's got like probably a perfume or something out too. I don't know. But she oh really God. can do it all. And yeah, so she's the queen of the Illuminati. And then Rihanna, the big thing with uh, Rihanna was that she did like this, like own oh, Katy Perry, I think is in the Illuminati too, supposedly. But because they do like this weird thing with their hands where they're like making almost like a pyramid shape. Mm-hmm. Like the Illuminati symbol. What? Like the thing on the back of our money? What? Exactly. Like everything our government's based on. Um, what? <laughs> so, but she had this very public meltdown at her concert the one time where she just went kind of crazy and started crying and just had to be like ushered off stage. It says that like, supposedly like the Illuminati put like a chip in her brain or something weird like that. Uh, and it malfunctioned and that's why she went all nuts. And it was hmm. due to the Illuminati connection. Okay, sure. Yeah. Because the Illuminati is totally into recruiting like a teenage and young women. That's totally their thing. Not not creepy old men who have lots of money and power. No, no. No, not it's... at all. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So not quite Illuminati, but Illuminati adjacent. We have one of my favorite theories of all time when it comes to anybody. Okay. But this one's even better because it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> so justin bieber is a reptilian a what now a reptilian you've never heard of these uh they're lizard people i feel like i've heard of lizard people and supposedly like, as like a-, a lot of people in government are supposed to be these reptilian people there's like this weird guy that talks about it like they're wearing some sort of like fake face and they take it off and they're like a reptile underneath like 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 the TV series V? Yes, exactly like V. Or like okay. the Argonians in uh, Elder Scrolls games. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this also sounds like a video game. <laughs> yeah. So like the big reason that Justin Bieber has been targeted this, because normally they reserve it for politicians and people in power. But on March 2017, there was this headline that popped up on a website called Perth Now, which is this Australian website. It's not very well reputed from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's said that like fans thought that they saw Justin Bieber turn into a reptile in the Perth airport in Australia. What? Yes. They said that like they saw his face change and all this stuff and that people were running away and these girls were hiding in the bathroom and crying. Uh, okay. Yeah, his eyes turned black and he shifted into a reptile in front of their very eyes. Uh, that just doesn't seem like the right thing that he would really do in the airport. I feel like that's a little little intense. He might smash up the airport. Yeah, I feel like, or like, you know, like have like a, I don't know, that's, if you're a lizard person, I feel like you would have better self-control considering no one's ever caught a lizard person, so. Yeah, and I think like, you know, I mean, the real way to tell is, does he carry a heating lamp around with him? (laughs) And his big rock. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Does he eat a lot of greens? I don't know, we'll have to look at his riders for concerts, and it's like, bowl of M&M's, heat lamp, large rock. (laughs) Bowl of M&M's or a bowl of M&M's uh, supposed uh, twin that took over for him. You be the judge of that. <laughs> so this one is a big one that we've heard so many times before. Tupac is not dead. 
Yeah, this is a persistent one, huh? I feel like I've always heard about this one. It's like I've heard that he's he's in this state or in this city or in this, you know, like country. Like he was spotted in like Colombia, like back in like the early 2000s. Um, it's also said that like because he put out like I think he was in like a movie after he died and he like kept putting out albums posthumously. And that's why people were saying that he's not dead. And then there's just been a ton of sightings. Huh. That's mm. it's weird. It is weird. And I get it's, I feel like it's it's celebrities who, who are like cut down while they're still at the height of their career or just like starting to reach a peak in their career that people always see as like not dead or somebody who looks, has a certain style that could be very easily imitated. Yeah. So like Tupac or like Elvis is another good one where it's like, yeah, a lot of guys can look like Elvis with sideburns and dark hair. Exactly. And yeah. Elvis sightings were a big thing too. Yeah. And I get the, well, he's still making music and they're still finding all this music somehow. And it's like people record a lot more than is released. Do you know how many B-sides that there are on everything? Like, yeah. 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 I forget. I was just listening to something, a podcast, and they were saying that, like, you know, Paul McCartney, actually, going back to Paul, oh. he's like, a, the, he's the spirit animal mascot of our celebrity. I guess so. Theories. Paul McCartney would, like, literally uh, just, like, record dozens and dozens of songs and then only, like, actually keep a, a handful of them. And it's this whole idea that, you know, 70, like yeah, like, seven, there's, like, a 70, 20, 10 theory i don't know if you've ever heard of this where it's like 70 percent of the work you do as an artist or a creative individual is okay like 20 percent is awful and then 10 percent is brilliant i could see that yeah you just have to keep working at it and eventually you'll get it and it's like yeah i'm sure like this like tupac was the same way especially as like as like a rapper like that's something that i can very easily see you just like laying down track after track after track after track and then taking the best ones and reworking them and workshopping them until it's perfect so, yeah, I mean, Prince is the same way. Prince has tons of unreleased material and his estate will probably slowly over the next like couple of decades release it. But I think it's very typical for artists to have a lot of material the public isn't aware of. That's very true. We also have one similar to Tupac um, and similar to Avril and Paul McCartney. Weirdest one that I heard back in college. So Bob Barker apparently was a robot <laughs> the real bob barker died and they put like a robot on um the uh the price is right to host it instead because they thought no one else could do the job and like apparently like he had like something different like with his facial features than the real bob barker uh-huh yeah oh okay yeah, we were literally literally sitting on my French cou- friend's couch watching Prices Right one day, and he was like, "Yeah, Bob Barker's a robot." And I'm like, "What did you just say? How many drugs are you currently on?" <laughs> I know it's college, but maybe you should cut back. So again, I'm gonna whip out Occam's handy dandy razor and just gonna say Bob Barker got old, yo. And that's what happens. You age and, you know, your, face your changes. facial changes. Like the idea that like Bob Barker was replaced by like a robot, like probably like this is probably originating in like the 70s, 80s, maybe is just not something I can believe. Like, I'm sorry. Like I ask my Alexa 
like to tell me what a flauta is and it starts telling me about flowers. And yep. I'm like, no, that's not what I asked you to do. Oh no, I hate <laughs> that. Like I just I can't. Although if he is a robot, I mean he did save a lot of lives in, in those uh animal shelters. By getting your your pet spayed and neutered. Yeah. Maybe that was a thing. Maybe that's what fueled him as the uh the, the neutered bits of pets. And that's why his robot always advocated for and it. Maybe it's because people want to see him as a good guy so they don't have to blame the sex scandals uh, on him and then just on his robot. Yeah, there you go. There you go. People will believe anything that makes them feel good about their celebrity heroes. You know about that, right? Several of the. Yeah, the, uh, the, the uh, talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ugh, but that's, that happens with a lot of game show hosts. I think Chuck Woolery had accusations. Yeah. Well, there was that creepy guy who hosted like that one season of Family Feud, like the first season where he was just like uncomfortably handsy with all the like female guests. Oh, I don't know who that is. I mean, oh my gosh, I know, what was I, I know Richard Dawson name. used to kiss them all the time. Richard Dawson, yes. Okay. He's such a creepy dude or was such a creepy dude. His wife like, filled in for him the one time um on there and then she's like, "Well, my husband gets to do it, so I'm going to kiss all the men today." <gasps> yep. God, the God, the seventies and eighties were such a different time. I know. <laughs> um, all right, we will move on to a short one because I don't really have anything to talk about it. But I just, I just want to mention it. Stevie Wonder isn't blind, apparently. I've heard that one too. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it explained how he plays piano so well and other things like that. Or you know, he could just be a blind guy who knows how to play piano. Again, I feel like that's like a weird. That has some weird racist connotations to it. Yeah. Where it's like, he he's not, he's lying. He's, he's, he's not blind kind of thing. It's just like uh, uncomfortable and gross to me that you would yeah. accuse somebody of, of who, who is accomplished, like of faking something to become famous. Not that people don't do it, but I'm like, come oh, on. People do it real. all the time. Like if Stevie Wonder wasn't blind, like the fact that Stevie Wonder is blind isn't what makes him such an exceptional artist. It's the fact that he's an exceptional artist, exactly, and he happens to be blind. Like him being blind doesn't mean he couldn't write great songs. Yeah, like like overcoming things like that is really cool. And now you're just being like, oh no, he's not blind. I'm pretty damn sure he's blind. Yeah, yeah. If I ever see him, I'll ask him how many fingers I'm holding up. But you know, just be sure. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. Nuts. People are nuts. That's what I've, I've learned from this conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> and this one's kind of nuts, too, because uh, this one is Keanu Reeves is immortal. I mean. Because he didn't age for, like, a long time. I mean, I'd say this is more true of, like, Mary Louise Parker or Paul Rudd, especially, because they just don't <laughs> age. And, I mean, Paul Rudd's aged a little bit, but he just keeps getting handsomer and handsomer as he ages. So I'm just I'm saying they may or may not have perhaps negotiated a bargain with the demon at some point in their early 20s. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that was his real excellent adventure. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, Keanu Reeves is just genetically lucky. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's like, definitely that's, that's aged now. But... Oh, yeah. The John, the John, when you see like the John Wick. Um, yeah stuff, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, you are a little bit older. But I think also, too, it's like, Keanu Reeves, like he's been acting for so long that he, you didn't really see the slow progress of of him aging because he kind of like did his movie in spurts and stuff. Yeah, but I was just watching The Lake House like not too long ago. Oh, I heard that was good. 
it, it's it's you know it's a fair romantic movie i wouldn't call it a rom-com even though it kind of has a happy ending but it's like more of a romantic drama but it's with sandy bullock and i'm like ugh. Those two are great, like co-stars. Yeah, but she's another one who you could argue is like, oh, is immortal because she has an age. Because she really she looks, really looks the she same. looks amazing. Yeah, and it's like you look at her in like Demolition Man, where she's like a little baby Sandy Bullock, and then you look at her like now in like something like I don't know, Ocean's Eight, and she looks fantastic. So yeah, I have three more. We're gonna start off with Lady Gaga, and then we'll move on to two Kimye ones. Oh, what did Lady Gaga do? Did she kill somebody? She she uh, sent her monsters out to kill somebody? She has a monsters. dick. What? Yeah. But she can hit such high notes. Lady Gaga is supposedly a man uh, because like sometimes you can see like that she has like this bulge when she's not wearing pants. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what people assume that she was a man. So they're saying that she's actually not a woman. She is, uh, was well, the one talk show host pointed out. He said that you're not a woman. You're actually a very well endowed young man. <gasps> And she responded with, well, I do have a huge donkey dick. Good for her yes. for just being like, fuck you. Well, okay. There was even, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos uh, on YouTube that are from the key of awesome. Mm, they do a lot of parody you- videos. I might've sent you some before. Yeah, I think you did. They did one for telephone. That was hysterical. <laughs> and the one part like was uh I will prove that I don't have a penis. Wink, wink. So it's a very well-known conspiracy theory. I I hear that, but that's also one of those things that she has, like, even in like high school, like one of those things where she got was like relentlessly picked on. Yeah. Um, growing up, like that's one of those things she said. It's like, oh, she's a dude. She's horse face. Like all of these terrible things about her, and that's one of the ones that comes up a lot because I think that's a very easy insult to throw at. Yeah, a girl who might be more outside the normal conventional Standards realm of attractiveness. Of yeah, I still think she's yeah. pretty, but she is. She definitely has a different, unique look about her. Well, I mean, she's Italian, so yeah. Italian women are are have more robust like body hair and things like that. She's some features that would be traditionally more masculine, I suppose. But also, I'm like, I feel like if Lady Gaga was a dude or was like trans, she would not be fucking shy about it. No, she wouldn't. She would have that shit just out there. Exactly. I actually met her once, and she is a very, very nice person. Really? Is she tiny? I feel like she's a tiny little thing. She's yeah. She's she's not that tall. She's very nice. I met her outside of a club in New York. Um, and yeah, we were at a a club opening in New York years ago and we're outside smoking and, uh, everyone's like, got to clear this entrance, got to clear this entrance. We're like, fuck that. I'm still smoking. I'm going to stand here. And then Lady Gaga came by and that's why we're clearing the entrance apparently. And then she just stood there and talked to us for a little bit. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And I I didn't, I didn't didn't know know who she was at the time. <laughs> You're like, I guess she's somebody. Yeah, it's like I guess she's famous. I don't know. He's like, that was Lady Gaga. I'm like, oh, okay, I've heard that name. <laughs> she has a song out, doesn't she? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so we will move on from this one because it's it's garbage anyway. Um so now we'll go to another garbage one that's fun. <laughs> so Northwest, Kim and Kanye's kid mm-hmm. is the Antichrist. Well, clearly. I mean, the spawn of Kim and Kanye would definitely be the Antichrist. I mean, if if Kanye is Jesus. That's true. It's like one of those SAT questions. If Kanye is to Jesus, Northwest is to. (laughs) 
but yeah, I mean, I, I could see it just just because it's their child, um, and I don't particularly care for either one of them, so I'm willing to believe this one. I'm willing to let all of my better judgment go away and just assume it's true. But the the reason is the dumbest reason ever. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. She was born June 6th, 2013. June is the sixth month. Mm-hmm. One plus five is six. And then 2013, you add that up and it's also six, which means her birthday equals 666. And that's why she's the Antichrist. But she's the only child ever born on that birthday. Exactly. Yeah. Come on. Also, she's a girl. I thought the Antichrist is clearly a male, considering the the Book of Revelations. But just saying. well, I mean, he is used as a gender neutral pronoun back then. Okay, if you say so. I'm just saying. So who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. This one's this one's garbage too. Garbage. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but it's garbage. Um, and then this one. Who knows? I don't believe this one but i mean i wouldn't put it past either of them the kanye t swift thing completely Mm -hmm. fake okay so oh for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about just in case you lived under a rock back then who knows (laughs) uh so during uh, what award show was it the grammys Grammys like mtv awards one of those one of those um so it was like uh the album of the year or something like that taylor swift and beyonce were both up for it Taylor Swift won, and then as she was getting up there to give her acceptance speech, Kanye just bursts out of fucking nowhere, steals the microphone, and says that Beyonce should have won, and just like rants on and on about it for forever. Yeah, and then wasn't there also like a follow up thing where like there was like a weird like a half hearted apology, but it wasn't an apology, and like it was yeah. like, a thing for a while, and it was like oh, there's a rivalry between between Kanye and Taylor Swift. It was a big feud. Um, a feud. although. One of my favorite things came out of this, a line from The Good Place <laughs> with Tahani name dropping. Oh, there's a time when my friend Taylor was rudely upstaged by my other friend Kanye, who was just trying to protect my best friend Beyonce. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good show. I'm sad. That, that I'm was sad such a good way. show. I, I know. Um, I love everyone on that show. <laughs> But going back to this particular conspiracy theory, I I wouldn't – like, I don't know. This is a toughie for me because I feel like a lot of the stuff that happens around celebrity is manufactured. And I yeah. think I think sometimes shit just, shit just happens where it's like, oh, somebody fucks up, right? Or like, you know, yeah. someone is in the bathroom and their name's announced at an award show and you have to spin it. Or just, or just like sometimes people do things just to get – arise out of people oh and then yeah it gets i mean like, publicity stunts are completely just the norm in hollywood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i feel that this could very well have been orchestrated and if it was it fucking did its job right because we're still talking about it how many years later oh yeah and i think it probably did raise awareness um across kind of the the genre divide for you know kanye west fans and taylor swift fans because i'm sure most people who listen to the Taylor Swift at the time probably didn't listen to Kanye West or weren't familiar with him and vice versa. People who like enjoy Kanye West probably didn't listen to Taylor Swift's music and it could have definitely cross pollinated those two fan bases, which you could could argue might be the intent, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it it worked if it was a publicity stunt. Um, But I mean, I don't really think it was like, because Kanye is such an attention whore. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's probably just Kanye being Kanye. 
my mom, it's so funny. My mom and I have talked about this because she has some opinions about Kanye. And we all do. (laughs) Mom, we all do. But she's always remarked about how like sad it is that he was so close to his mother. And when his mother passed away, he sort of uh, lost his shit for a little bit. And that it was, you know, kind of sad. And he's always had struggles with just, you know, certain, certain mental health issues like depression. And I think it's interesting because I feel like he's one of those artists who gets caught up in that, like, you know, terrible assumption that mentally, mental illness is a part of like genius and, and great artistry. And, 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 I mean, who am I to say it is or it isn't, but I just feel like that's a very damaging sort of place to put people who might have have uh, mental illness issues yeah. because it disempowers them from getting themselves help because you, you put their livelihood or something they love at, at risk, you know? I mean, I do kind of agree at the same time, though, because I I draw inspiration from more of my negative emotions than my positive ones. Right. I think a lot of people And I think do. that's pretty common for a lot of creative people. So I can definitely see them correlating. I mean, how many artists are just fucking crazy? So <laughs> Yeah. Know. Yeah. I think there could be a correlation, but I don't think it's a causation. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I don't think his genius or his artistic ability comes from it. It's just No, not at all. I don't know. I kind of think that was a publicity stunt, personally. Yeah. And see, this is where we differ because I just think it was Kanye being Kanye. <laughs> um, I guess that's it because I have no more conspiracy theories. Although if you would like to research celebrity conspiracy theories and you find any good ones, you can always email us at roadsidehorrorshow at gmail.com because we would appreciate it. And if you want to see what kind of conspiracy theories and just general nonsense that Eden and I are cooking up, you can always stop by any of our social media pages. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Roadside Horror Show and on Twitter at Roadside Horror. We'd also like to thank Yox Rocks Designs for our logo and E. Massey for our intro and outro music as always. Until next time, Roadsters. Creep, creep on, on creeping creepin on. on.